0: Episode number 23 of the Belleville Sends podcast is here. Thanks for tuning in. David Foote, Joel Vanderland here recording this week and most weeks from the Jack Miller Press Box and Media Center here at CAA Arena where the summer maintenance is ongoing. Fans will be able to see a lot of different changes to the rink when they get here in October as the season is quickly, quickly approaching and uh, we'll continue to bring you through the off-season this week. We've got a uh, pretty good show, I would say, lined up. First of all, Joel Vanderland is back from vacation. Good day, sir.
1: Good day. Good yeah.
0: uh, good couple weeks off? Yeah. Week, it was, week off? Week, you...
1: Yeah, it was, it was a good time. I got to hang out with my family a little bit and rewind and um, enjoy the nice weather that we've been getting here in the Bay-Quinney region. And uh, glad to have Joel
0: back. Thanks to Brock Ormond for co-hosting last week. Um, also this week... We'll be joined by the uh, now reigning defending Belleville Senators Rookie of the Year, Angus Cruikshank, and another segment of Get to Know Your FO, uh, Get to Know Your Front Office with Jim Sato from the Ticket Sales and Service Department. Uh, it's going to be a great show. Uh, again, uh, subscribe to the show, rate and review us, and uh, give us a little bit of a push up the charts as we uh, keep building through the offseason here. Um, yeah, well, I thought you were gone for like two weeks at least it felt like a long time
1: yeah it's it's weird it's when you're in the office i think it goes a little bit uh, slower than when you're when you're out and vacation seems to fly by a little bit and the days roll on and but it, it was good it was good to get get some time with my family relax and uh, i go to the beach there down in brighton at preskeel and uh do what i usually do and just just relax and, and explore this beautiful uh, region that we get to live in. Uh, Preskill Park is an unbelievable spot, and
0: I'm sure most of the locals who listen to the program uh, have been down there, but if you haven't made the, the trip down, it is gorgeous down there. The boardwalk is incredible at Preskill, and yeah, the beach is all right too.
1: Yeah, and if you're into aquatics and lighthouses, they have a beautiful lighthouse there, and uh, like you mentioned, the, the marsh boardwalk and all the creatures you see in there, and uh, if you like waterfowl and all that kind of stuff that interests you, then uh, it's definitely a relaxing time and uh, definitely helps to keep your mind off things that are <laughs> stressing you out. And uh, like we mentioned, it's always good to rewind and it's nice that we have these areas uh, so close to where we live.
0: Yeah, a- absolutely. And uh, I'd love to say that uh, a whole bunch of stuff happened and we you know, took care of so much business and uh, the rosters rounded out and all these positive things got completed while you were away. Uh, that didn't happen. It uh, was <laughs> just another typical week uh, in the AHL offseason. Not a whole lot going on, um, though the big club making some massive waves in signing Vladimir Tarasenko. Um, again, not a move that's going to impact Belleville in terms of that player, but having a uh, you know high-scoring, um, uh, hopefully healthy top-line forward like that uh, should take a little bit of pressure off of... The Belleville Sins, again, assuming he stays healthy. And I've been a fan of Tarasenko's for a long time. Uh, really, really uh, exciting move by Pierre Dorian. Another one to add to his list.
1: Yeah, and I think when you look at it, he's a proven winner, right? He's won a World Junior Gold with Team Russia. You look at it, he's won a Stanley Cup. He, he's been a, a mainstay. Like you said, he's a perennial NHL All-Star, so... All these things add up on his resume, and you look at it, and you say, well, how's he going to affect the Ottawa Senators? Well, he's going to take the pressure off Brady to Chuck. is not getting any younger, right? So um, some of these young guys, Josh Norris is going to come back. Now you got a, a marquee left winger for him to play with. So um, when you look down the line, it pushes everyone down, which is good for Belleville, mm-hmm. also very good for Ottawa. And And you look at how he can affect not only their offensive output, but in the room, he's he's been around NHL All-Stars. He is an NHL All-Star. He's been around winning hockey clubs. So I think all in all, it's just a, it's a terrific fit. And he replaces Alex Dabrinkit. I think that was the question. How do you replace him? You, you did with, with Vladimir Tarasenko.
0: Well, some would argue not only replaced, but maybe upgraded, um, depending on where you fall on, on the spectrum. Um, yeah, I, I've been a big Tarasenko fan for for uh, a, a long time and it's yeah it, it just adds that stability and um, you know makes life a little bit tougher for some of those AHL NHL bubble guys who are trying to get a spot but um, again it's all in the best uh, interest of the organization and uh, I think it's another fantastic move uh, by Pierre Dorian who's been uh,
1: active to say the least. Yeah he has been and his goal is to make the playoffs it's been six years uh, since he's been there and Um, I think you can really see that he's pushing all the chips into the middle here, and Jacob Chikrin's going to be healthy. Vladimir Tarasenko comes in. You're going to have a full year of Jonas Korpisalo in that too. and, um, And that move helps Belleville as well with how deep the crease is in the organization. Yeah, exactly. So I think depth is always talked about right and how do you create depth you go out and you get these marquee players which he's done and ryan bonus has done the same here in belleville with the josh curries the the high moors the omamas these guys are going to compete for spots in ottawa but like you mentioned the list is getting shorter when you get guys that are that are going to be in ottawa um with zach McEwen on a three-year one-way uh vladimir tarasenko and etc etc so um the depth in this organization I think since we've been here is, is the strongest it's ever been
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, which bodes well for for both hockey clubs
0: and I think just lastly on Tarasenko like it's been I'll use the word tumultuous uh offseason for him like y- you could tell if you watched any of his media availabilities yesterday he's he's not quite rattled but you can tell that it's been a stressful time and and he's ready now to turn the page and just get out there, and I think for a guy like that with a little chip on the shoulder uh, in a a new city with something to prove, that could be huge for Ottawa, because he's going to come out flying you would have to think.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that and I think, too, he, he gets frustrated when he says, well there's all these rumors flying around about me and all this stuff i am a year removed from 82 point season i'm, yeah. I'm a couple of years removed from leading my team to a stanley cup and um he's been a consummate pro and i think that's what pierre dorian has been conveying uh, through his media availability as well and um I'm, I'm really excited to see him especially with some of those top young offensive guys the auto centers have collected so, yeah, the
0: uh, Tarasenko signing, the most exciting thing to happen uh, over the last week or so, uh, it uh, it would appear at least, and uh, leads us into uh, today's player guest. Uh, again, get to know your front office with uh, Jim Sato coming up uh, in a little bit. Before that, we're going to talk to Angus Cruikshank, um, fan favorite here. I think easy to say that right now. Um, this is uh, a player who missed all of uh, two seasons ago due to injury played the full season last year. I think he only missed one game because uh, he was held out for precautionary reasons. Uh, one of the most competitive guys down there, but also one of the most fun to talk to because um, he's just such a, a great personality and a, and a great kid in uh, Angus Cruikshank, our guest this week.
1: Yeah, he's just an outstanding human, like you mentioned, and th- that's part of it. And he, there's a reason why he's so well-liked in this organization. He's, he's a heck of a hockey player, like you mentioned, but he's good in the community. He went to A handful of school events and uh, parades and all these activations that the hockey club uh, puts forth each season. And he's always there smiling and uh, making sure that that fans are enjoying their time as well. And uh, you can tell that he really loves the game of hockey. He's putting in the work. Uh, He came back from that major knee injury and scores 26 goals. So there's, there's no question about the worth ethic. There's no question about the type of human he is. So um, it was great to, to catch up with him as well.
0: Yeah, uh, before we get to the interview, when you, you look at kind of the expectations around Angus Cruikshank last season, and um, I, I would say they were probably tempered a little bit because he came off of a, a year-long injury. Um, for me, he, he not only met but exceeded my expectations, and um, much like we're talking about with Tarasenko in Ottawa, um, the odds are that Angus Cruikshank, he's pretty far down the depth chart. He'll likely start here in Belleville, but... Um, but another guy who plays with that chip, and I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, how much he was able to grow in, in the offseason and, and what he can add to this team again. Uh, fourth in team scoring last season, he's going to have to be uh, one of those guys in the top five again.
1: Yeah he is and I think too when you mentioned his offensive attributes and, and all this stuff I think something that really um, kind of jumped off the page to us was the way that he improved his overall game in the second half mm-hmm. of the season and uh, really took to heart with David Bell and Ben Sexton and the coaching staff here were preaching to him and once he kind of figured that all out the offense came and uh, the complete game starting to come for him and um, like you mentioned, he he's going to be a key component here. He's going to be pushing for recalls all season, and uh, we wish him the best in that, and uh, we know that the, the work ethic is there to to accomplish all of that.
0: Uh, always willing to talk about more than just the game. Uh, we'll discuss surfing and bike riding and uh, a whole lot more uh, coming up next in our interview with uh, Angus Cruikshank. the ends... 2022-23 Rookie of the Year joins us next. It's episode number 23 of the Belleville Sins Podcast on the Belleville Sens Entertainment Network.
3: Don't miss one second of Belleville Senators action this season. The Belleville Sens Entertainment Network is the only place to hear live coverage of the Belleville Senators for all 72 games plus playoffs. Pre-game coverage begins 15 minutes before each game with David Foote. And the network is also home to the Belleville Sens podcast. The Belleville Senators Entertainment Network, presented by Deerhaven Farm and Garden. Tune in on the Belleville Sens app or bellevillesens.com.
0: Belleville podcast continuing. Uh, Joel Vanderland is uh, back in studio with myself, David Foote, and uh, really glad uh, and excited, frankly, to be uh, joined on the line by... The Belleville Senators 2022-23 Rookie of the Year, Uh, getting back to action in a full season after basically a full season off. Uh, Angus Crookshank, the forward, is with us. Um, Finished last season uh, fourth in team scoring and, as mentioned, Rookie of the Year. Uh, Crooker, good to chat with you, man. How's the summer been so far?
4: Uh, good to catch up with you guys. See everything. See how you guys are doing. But uh, yeah, no lot, lot of training out here. Uh, weather's actually been pretty nice, uh, pretty nice out here. The smoke hasn't really set in quite yet. Keep my fingers crossed. But it's been pretty good so far.
0: Yeah, uh, you been out surfing at all? I, I remember a couple of years ago we chatted, and you were uh, big into the surfing. Do you get out on the on the waves a bit this year?
4: I was actually a brutal balance this year. So the w- kind of week and a half I had booked off to go the uh, to get out to where I surf. It's a one lane highway that's like completely on the side of a cliff. Like you got to kind of navigate your way and it's just a gong show. You're going like 50 kilometers an hour on this thing. Um, but there was a, there was a wildfire on the Island. And I guess there was like logs that were falling off cliffs onto the highway, like boulders that were like on fire. It was like, it's kind of like the gates of gates of hell kind of thing. It sounded like, yeah. Um, so they, unfortunately we weren't able to kind of go out this year, but, uh, was able to kind of go up to the interior a decent amount. My folks live up in Vernon now, so uh, able to kind of see them on weekends and that sort of stuff.
0: Yeah, the, the wildfire thing, uh, uh, I didn't even think about. It. Obviously, you're in Western Canada, um, and, and we've been getting the effects of that here. Has, has it been uh, pretty impactful out that way?
4: Honestly, compared to most years, it's been pretty good this year. It seems like the East Coast has gotten hit harder than the West Coast, which normally, like the Okanagan and kind of Northern BC, gets hit like, really hard. Mm-hmm and it kind of works its way down the coast and we'll have like one of the worst air qualities in the world kind of thing down here. Um, but no, thankfully it's actually been pretty good. We've had a couple smoky days, but nothing, nothing crazy.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's turn to hockey. We're chatting with Angus Crookshank. Um, It's been a couple months now since the season ended. Obviously, um, everybody here was disappointed to not make the playoffs. But now that you've had a little bit of time to reflect, how do you kind of look back on on uh, the 22, 23 season as it was?
4: Yeah, I mean, from a team perspective, it was uh, it had I mean, I it was my first year, so I don't really have a full kind of grasp of some of these guys, but even just talking to some of the older guys, just like how crazy that year was with just the sheer amount of injuries and that sort of stuff. It was kind of, wild. I forget forget what the stat was, like 52, 54 different players mm-hmm. for our roster in the year, which is obviously isn't ideal. I can't imagine Belzy was uh, exactly thrilled with that number, um, but that's just kind of, I mean, it's just kind of the way it uh, shook out for us. But I honestly think towards the end of the year, we were, we were playing some of our best hockey of the year um i think we were i don't know what our stats were once bellsy kind of took over but if we kept on that trend we would have been first or second in our division if that continued over a whole year so just taking the positives of that year and kind of seeing everyone how bought in we were even to that even into that 3 and 3 where we knew we weren't going to make the playoffs everybody was still dialed in wanting to win those games mm-hmm. and that just kind of goes to show you how tight knit our group was and how good a leadership we had from the older guys
1: You had a really strong uh, end to the season. How much did the coaching change help you in that way to kind of get under David Bell and kind of play under his systems as well?
4: Uh, I think, I mean, obviously it was different. When Manor was here, I was still trying to kind of figure my way out a little bit. I mean, it had been a year since I'd played actual hockey. I'd played three-on-three and that sort of stuff, but there's no structures, there's no systems, so I had to kind of... Work my way to get back into that, and I think kind of once Belsy took over, I started kind of hitting my stride a little bit, which obviously helped. But uh, I mean, just talking to Belsy and he he was super supportive of me. Him and uh, Ben Sexton as well, just sl- like letting me still be the player that I am while kind of adding these things that I need to improve on. Like, it was pretty well documented. My defensive play needed to be better at the halfway at the halfway point of the year and I mean if you look at the from whenever that lowest point was till the end of the year I I was a plus player and I think a lot of that has to do with the coaching staff and kind of their them letting me learn on the spot versus just kind of burying me and not giving me the opportunity to work and learn at it and uh yeah no I'm it was a lot of learning for sure this year which uh which I'm very thankful for.
1: How much uh, of it was kind of, too, knowing that your knee was fine after coming off a major ACL tear um, in the second half, knowing that, okay, I'm healthy, uh, I'm fitting into this league nicely. Uh, You mentioned it's your first year in Belleville. You're getting used to the city, the fans, and, and stuff like that as well.
4: Yeah, I think, obviously, the only way I could think about my knee is, all right, I did my job. The trainers have done their job. The surgeon did his job. I have no reason not to trust this knee so why why would i lose sleep or second guess myself over i'm wearing i got a brace on it Mm. i've done all the work so like why not trust it kind of thing so that was my thought process about the knee um and i mean as the year kind of went on too as the year as you move along post-surgery your knee structurally gets stronger and stronger um so i even noticed it during throughout the year like after a three and three i wouldn't be wouldn't have to be on the table like I wouldn't notice my knee at all, feel just like my other knee, kind of thing. I mean, obviously, knock on wood, you don't want anything to kind of happen again. But uh, no, I mean, I it's it's felt very good for sure.
0: Chatting with sense forward, Angus Crookshank. Um, you, you mentioned in your earlier answer about last season, uh, Bellsey kind of coming in and and you know getting his feet underneath them. How much more confident maybe will this group be? Um, heading into next season given the fact that he's now had a, an off season to prepare and, and he'll really be able to kind of turn this into his ship rather than uh, just carrying along with, with what was being done uh, halfway through a season.
4: Yeah for sure I think it was I mean all of us are such big fans of Belzy in the room like I got nothing but good things to say about him and I think everybody in the room can reiterate similar similar things but uh, I mean you guys see it as well Belsey's so dialed in from a day to day basis I think he's one of the Best coaches that I've had, just from a standpoint of he knows how to deal with players and how each player kind of ticks, mm-hmm. while also yeah. being hard on them enough to make sure that you're, he's getting the most out of them. Um, there's a very fine line there, and I mean, you can ask anybody. We've had coaches where they're almost too much of a hard O, so to speak, or some of them are almost too laxed, and you can kind of feel you feel like you can get away with murder type thing. Yeah. So, um, I think he treads that line really well, and uh, I mean, I think everybody in the room wants to play from, I mean, Belgium's yeah, everybody's willing to go to battle for Belgium. Uh,
0: As is the case, usually in this league, there will be a a fair amount of turnover for this club. Um, More, perhaps, I think, than we had last year or maybe even the year before. But when you look at some of the guys that have been um, brought in, you know, Graham McPhee's back on an AHL deal. Uh, You've got guys like Matthew Highmore and Boko Amama. Uh, and company on on two-way deals that will be able to help support this team and obviously your goal is to get um, to Ottawa um, but what do you think in general of, of what the Sens as an organization have done in in terms of um, trying to fill some of those spots in, and make sure that uh, the organization is competitive in both the NHL and here in Belleville
4: yeah I think it's just a big push to start winning which I mean, everybody, every, that's the goal in this game is to win hockey games and to win championships and all that sort of stuff. So I think the organization's taking a really good step towards that. I mean, you you see it, like you said, if, uh, with the two-way signings, but also the big club bringing in some pretty big players, most recently being Tarasenko. So just seeing the kind of desire and the drive out of the organization to win makes, I mean, even for us younger guys that are trying to crack the roster or to get call-ups, up call ups, um, It makes us want to work even harder to be a part of that.
1: Uh, Like David mentioned, your your goal is on NHL training camp. Your goal is to play with the Ottawa Senators this year. What does your summer training kind of look like? Being in BC, a hockey hotbed, and who are you kind of training with uh, over the course of these uh, last
4: couple months? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's a it's a goal for sure, but I, I can't I can't put all my stock into it. Once you start, once you become consumed by something, then that just you just ruin yourself. But uh, yeah, from a training perspective, I'm skating probably six, seven times a week in the gym for anywhere from two to three hours a day type thing. So just trying to do everything, everything that I can. And uh, I mean, we got a we have a good group that we skate with. I skate with Kent Johnson, uh, Connor Bedard, Jay Christensen, Matt Barzell, Ryan Newton Hawkins, Dan Heinen, um, Jordy Bellarive, um yeah we, we got a real good group of guys that are it's a, it's all guys that are competitors too like there's some summer skates where it's like kind of like all right like w- this is like glorified open hockey's trinity type stuff mm. um yeah. no like when we get out of the drills and we're playing scrimmages it's it's cutthroat like guys are guys are slashing guys are I can screaming at each other all that sort of stuff so it's it's intense which is the way you want it
1: how impressive has it been to see Connor Bedard and, and kind of see his growth uh, throughout his young career now and only still 18 years old and I uh, kind of live with him a, a little bit in the summer and, and see what he goes through.
4: Yeah, I've been uh, I've been fortunate enough to skate with Beds for for a few years now but uh you could tell even like when he was younger just how like he was 15 years old and we'd be playing 3 on 3 with all those guys that I mentioned and he'd be the best player out there. Like he, he would single-handedly win games, type thing. So just kind of seeing how one just special of a talent he is, but also he he works harder than anybody gives him credit for. It's not just God-given talent. He he has a motor to him and he has some work ethic to him, which is really impressive. But he, and he's also a good kid. Like you wouldn't know any of this stuff is happening to him.
1: Are you in with those guys in that U line hockey league as well? Or have you gotten into that as well?
4: <laughs> so here's the here's the thing. So my wasn't uh the year we so yes i did play with them i played with them for one year it was the year before the injury happened and that was the year that we won the championship um yeah it was like me jake jay christensen kent bedard uh andrew crystal who was drafted in the second round um yeah so that was the year that uh we won the championship and then um i obviously like i did the thing with my knees so i'm like okay i'm not I'm not going to risk this. I don't want some, like, I don't know, there's some guys in the league that play pretty dirty, to be honest with you. So the last thing I need is some 38-year-old guy who thinks this is a Stanley Cup <laughs> final taking out my knee.
0: Yeah, we, we uh, have that same issue with some of uh, the former players who play in the men's ball hockey league here during the summertime. <laughs> I won't name names. It's pretty, you can figure it out. But, yeah, you get guys in those uh, those situations and they forget that it's just uh, just to get a sweat on.
4: Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm not going to run that risk. I don't think anybody would be very happy if I had to make a phone call saying, "Hey, I did my knee again, playing inline." Um, but no, I, I, I sometimes come out as a guest coach, kind of thing. So
0: what's that um, that inline like? Like I've, I actually have a, a cousin who, who plays. We don't talk about it too much. Um, you know, I think most of us have played roller hockey in the driveway, but not necessarily getting to play in
4: a rink like that. Does it translate relatively easily? I think the like the sheer stick skills translate. Mm. Um, I mean, the, the skating takes a little bit to get used to. Like I, I'm used to being able to stop. Right. So like my there's a clip of like the uh, there's a clip. So these games are filmed, and somebody sent me a screen recording of it. So I scored, but then I tried to stop, and I just ate it, and I got a face full of dash. <laughs> on the it's a, it's a kind of a funny clip, but uh, I think the stick stuff and kind of being able to control possession and slow plays down I think it really translates but it's such a different game in the sense where there's no it's four on four there's no offsides no icing so it's all possession mm-hmm. so like mm-hmm. if you don't have anything in a possession you can just send it right back down to your own end of your goalie he holds the puck and then you just re-attack kind of thing yeah it's kind of like soccer it's a little bit very much like soccer yeah, yeah.
0: cool um, what else has been keeping you busy uh, over the course of the summer
4: yeah just a little bit of golf uh here and there it's tough to get out during the week but uh i mean my parents lucky enough they live on a course up in the okanagan so i'm able to kind of go up there whenever i'm able to and uh get some rounds in but uh yeah i'd say golf i've gotten a lot into uh, pilates and road biking this summer okay um lot, yeah for both of you guys i'd highly recommend Pilates. it's it's a heck of a workout yeah. was not expecting it
0: okay i will i'll make a note and uh Pilates. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah.
4: trust me. I, I rolled my eyes too when I first thought, like, heard of it. I was like, Pilates, isn't that what like moms do or something yeah, like that? Yeah, and, yeah you, but you don't really think of it. But oh my God, I was sore for a week and a half from this thing.
0: Great. That's just what Joel needs so. yeah. a week of soreness. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, perfect no that's awesome and the road uh the road cycling it's becoming pretty popular hey eh? like i've got a couple of uh a friend of mine down in toronto is just doing his first uh first big ride this weekend he's been training for six or seven months now um nice uh different way i guess to kind of stay in shape and and get around a bit
4: oh i love it like it's it's way better than being on a stationary bike for your like doing bike sprints or something like that i'd rather go fast look at things like actually feel the wind in my face kind of thing versus just looking at a blank wall. Um, But also just talking to my trainers, I talked to Mitchie a little bit about as well, just the two different types of cardio. I I always mix. I know there's anaerobic and aerobic. One's kind of short bursts, one's long durations and kind of long stamina type thing. And road biking is one of the best things for that kind of longer stamina. So like we'll go for, we'll go for like a 50 K ride and it'll take us however long it takes, but it, it just improves that kind of longer duration stamina without you feel less kind of exhausted and bagged afterwards mm-hmm. uh, just because like you're outside and you're nor- we have kind of have a group like three four of us that do it too so it's you're you're chatting your whole way through kind of thing
0: yeah I think I'd rather be riding around uh, BC instead of sitting uh, on a stationary bike as well that sounds like far more fun yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, before we let you go um, what does the rest of the summer look like for you in uh, in preparation for the upcoming season and uh, maybe what are you looking forward to most about getting back um, uh, well first to Ottawa and then uh, potentially here in, in Belgium this year.
4: yeah i think i wouldn't say anything's really going to change and just kind of keep on with my with my routine here going to go up to uh the okanagan for the long weekend coming up here which will be which will be good um but yeah i know just kind of keeping at it keep staying with it, trust in my process stay within myself all that sort of stuff all those cliches that everybody says um but uh as for getting back yeah i'm just looking forward to being able to play hockey games again i mean it's you feel like it's the summer's short, but at the same time, you're like, you kind of, I'm, I'm already starting to get that itch to like be able to play games again and compete and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, we'll see how camp goes. I mean, like I mentioned earlier, I can't focus too much. All I can do is just be the best version of myself. And if it sticks, it sticks. So, well-
0: well, we'll either uh, see you there or see you here. Um, uh, one way or another, only a couple months until uh, you get to play those games again. And I think we're as excited uh, to watch you as you are to get out there. So thanks again for this, Crooker, and uh, we'll chat soon.
4: Appreciate it, guys. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Sends reigning defending rookie of the year, Angus Crookshank, will take a quick break, and then Jim Sato is uh, going to join us for our uh, next edition of Get to Know Your FO on the Belville Sens podcast. Stick with us.
3: Get in the game. Start planning now for the next season of Belleville Senators Hockey. The new Belleville Sens Business Elite Program is a season seat membership just for business. Use tickets to treat your staff or attract new clients. Benefits include AHL TV game packages, exclusive member events, and more. All packages offer a VIP business experience like in-arena signage. More info on season seat memberships, flex packs, and the Business Elite Program at bellevillesens.com. Go sends go.
0: Segment number three of episode twenty-three of the Belleville Sends podcast. David Foot alongside Joel Vanderland. Uh, glad to have you with us. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever it is that you're listening. Give us a rating and a review. Uh, and uh, yeah, hope you've been enjoying what you've heard through the first twenty-two episodes and change of the Belleville Sands podcast thanks again to Angus Crookshank for his time and we really look forward to seeing Crooker back out there uh, this season it's it's interesting to talk to a guy like that Joel because um you know we talk so much about how unique of a time of year this is where there's so many guys fighting for jobs or or trying to get to the National Hockey League that no offense intended they don't want to end up in Belleville and for guys like Crooker who are highly touted prospects um, that have legitimate shots to make that jump you don't always want to talk too much about coming back to Belleville and putting that in their head early but as you heard he does not mind one bit and uh, if Belleville is where he ends up Belleville will get 150 percent of uh, Angus Crookshank's effort.
1: Yeah and he's very much in the control the controllables type of mindset right and he takes that mental side of his game really seriously as as he alluded to in that interview and in past interviews he always talks about that and uh, it's exciting just to see his energy and he's the same guy in the summer he's the same guy in January injured or not injured he's always the same caring guy and uh, like you said always gives a hundred percent and uh, really media savvy as well for for a young gentleman as well. So always uh, awesome to talk to, to Angus Crookshank.
0: Yeah, it was uh, fantastic, and uh, we'll I'm sure speak to Crooker a lot more <laughs> over the course uh, of the uh, of the season as it comes. Uh, but now let's get to the reason why you're all here and why you've all tuned in to episode 23 of the podcast because it is uh, time for get to know your fo. And uh, this week we are joined by uh, Are you the newest? Second newest, no, because we still have Travel Dan to talk to, but uh, (laughs) Jim Sato is here with us. Uh, He has quickly uh, earned himself the reputation as Mr. Miami around the office, and uh, thanks for stopping by, man. Good to see you.
2: Thanks, guys. Thanks for having
0: me. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, We always get people to start these interviews by telling us their title. Uh, Your title is?
2: Uh, My title is Account Executive Customer and Membership Services. So I'm more focused on the service side of ticketing, so the sales guys can focus more on selling our season tickets. Yeah, so
0: once the sales guys uh, sell you tickets, fans, uh, if you have issues with said tickets or anything, Jim will be the guy that you you chat with. Uh, And you bring uh, some experience in that um, with you from from the parent club as well.
2: Yeah, I was an intern there for a year. Um, Yeah, I was supposed to be there... From December, uh, from September to December, but then I asked if I could come back, and uh, thankfully they had me back um, for the entire season. So I've learned a lot uh, from them.
1: Yeah, and look where you are now. Yeah, <laughs> and, and Ottawa's home
2: for you, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: Awesome, and, and like you mentioned, Jim, your internship with the Ottawa Senators. But we've talked about your resume. You've worked with the Ottawa Sixty Sevens, the Ottawa Blackjacks, the Ottawa Red Blacks. Every Ottawa sports team you've been involved with in in some shape or or form. How how was that kind of for you as you kind of built up your resume to touch all different uh, areas of the sporting world?
2: So as a kid, I always wanted to kind of be involved in the sporting environment. So um, when the opportunity to volunteer with the Black Jackson Atletico came in, um, I quickly messaged one of their team members there if I could come in and maybe volunteer and I've been there for two years and I was also uh, 50-50 sellers for both the black, uh, the Red Blacks and the 67 so it's been great. Uh,
0: um, of all the, um, the OSEG uh, properties which one was your favorite? To Not like work related but between basketball, soccer, hockey uh, is, is hockey the top for you
2: or... Right now, it's basketball, but hockey's a close second to it. Excellent. All
0: right. Uh, And was basketball kind of always been your sport growing up?
2: Yeah. Yeah. um, In the Philippines, it's always been a basketball country. So, uh, It's somewhere that I wanted to work, but hockey gave me the opportunity, so I feel really blessed. Were you born in Ottawa, or were you born in the Philippines? I was born in the Philippines in 2017. I moved here and took a travel and tourism um, program at Algonquin in 2020 and then while the pandemic was happening uh, I had the opportunity to apply for the sports business management program at the same college so Get how I am now. Al-
0: Algonquin Thunder, uh, Algonquin College, go Thunder! Right? Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> do they still have those awful uh, like neon orange or neon green uniforms? Their basketball team? Yeah, they oh, still have. They're that. brutal, man. <laughs> they are awful, but they used to come to Loyalist and just thump us. So uh, that's yeah, good basketball school yeah. over at Algonquin. Um, that's really cool um, to to well be from a place like the Philippines and now you're working in hockey like do you do you tell your family back home about your job and what you do now and well, what do they have to say about
2: it? When they I first accepted the job they had a lot of questions. <laughs> what are you doing there? Or like because in there there's not really any ticket sales position in there because everything's run through Ticketmaster. Right. Yeah so when I told them that I handled the servicing stuff of ticketing they were kind of sort serv- of because it doesn't really happen in there yeah and and
1: hockey i assume is not very big over there yeah 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 you, you've been here two weeks now jim how have you liked your, your,
2: your time in belleville and getting to know the staff here as well it's been great um like the setting here is kind of more like a family setting over in ottawa you feel like you're kind of part of the group but here everyone's feels like a family to you it's because we're such a
0: small group yeah. i think as part of that but yeah it, it, and again we i think we've said this on other episodes too that's kind of been uh you know from the start when there was only three or four of us in the office that's been the idea or the plan in in rebuilding this franchise is to have that kind of close-knit relationship and and i think we want that type of feeling to extend to our fans as well when uh, when they're dealing with us
2: yeah you're right um I've been here for two weeks, but I feel like I know everyone already. Yeah.
1: You've done some traveling around the Bay of Quinny uh, region on your weekends. What have you kind of s- seen, and, and what are kind of some of the places that have caught your eye so far?
2: Um, Trennan and uh, Quinney and also Belleville has been nice so far. Is I'm still getting to know everyone around here, but it's been nice.
1: Is there any restaurants or, or any places like that Reed's dairy is a, a big thing here have you <laughs> had an ice cream there yet or
2: <laughs> only in swiss chalet okay that's it <laughs> so well i mean can't can't miss
1: with swiss chalet oh. that's for sure yeah. um, <laughs> tried and true
0: um what else uh, do you have planned for for the summer how much are you looking forward to the season actually starting in in a couple months
2: so this is my first full-time job in the sports industry so i'm really looking forward to it <laughs> the <laughs> the atmosphere of a hockey game is, like, none other.
0: Yeah, and people always go, ah, oh, it must be so fun to work in sports. Like, that's outstanding. Then they forget that there's, like, a six-month period where there are no sports, yeah. where we're just in the office. It's like any other day job. You're at your desk. You're plugging away on the computer. Um, yeah, we're we're itching for, for games. And, um, and being someone who hasn't even seen a Belleville Senators game uh, in person, that must be even maybe more exciting.
2: Yeah. For Especially sure. because this is my, like I said, my first full-time job. So it will be very fulfilling to start my um, career here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thanks,
0: Joel. Joel's all good. All right, well, uh, we'll let you go. We'll, I know you were a little nervous coming in, so we'll let you off the hot seat. You did <laughs> a great job, Jim. Fantastic. And we're uh, we're glad to have you. And, and again, fans, if uh, – You've got some uh, ticketing issues uh, after you've already bought your uh, membership, season ticket, membership, flex pack, whatever. You can email Jim uh, Cedoj, Cedoj at BellevilleSends com, and he'd be more than happy to help you out. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thanks again, Jim. Uh, we'll see. Uh, well, we'll see you in the office in like twenty minutes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll. Uh, See you, or you'll hear us anyway in just a couple minutes. Joel and I will be back to wrap up episode number 23 of the Belleville Sends podcast. So hang tight.
3: Don't miss one second of Belleville Senators action this season. The Belleville Sens Entertainment Network is the only place to hear live coverage of the Belleville Senators for all 72 games plus playoffs. Pre-game coverage begins 15 minutes before each game with David Foote. And the network is also home to the Belleville Sens podcast. The Belleville Senators Entertainment Network, presented by Deerhaven Farm and Garden. Tune in on the Belleville Sens app or bellevillesens.com.
0: winding down episode 23 of the Belleville sends podcast. Thanks uh, again to Jim Sato for dropping by the booth here in the Jack Miller uh, Press Box and Media Center, Mr. Miami. Yeah. It took, you. See, he's been here two weeks, it took him half of that to get the nickname.
1: Yeah, my deskmate, Mr. Miami, and uh, he's earned that nickname due to his <laughs> love for, for Miami sports. So. Yeah. Uh, big but, Ray Allen fan, yeah. got into the Miami Heat, and uh, it's kind of taken off from there, I assume, uh, as he he's always uh, joking about the, the sports scenes and uh, joking about his Miami Marlins and, and the Dolphins, and I know he's excited for for the NFL season to kick off as well.
0: It's an eclectic
1: mix of uh, of
0: teams and markets that are supported in our office when you get outside of of hockey specifically, I mean a lot of Blue Jays fans. Uh, but the NFL is—it's uh, wide open in, in our office. Like you like the Eagles, I'm a Packers guy. I think I don't know if there's—is there anybody in the office, any two people that like the same team? I feel like everybody's got their own, their own team. Like, everybody kind of has a soft spot for the Bills, I guess, a little bit, but...
1: Yeah, like, Garrett... I don't... Garrett Harvey's an interesting guy. He's, who's
0: he's, playing well? That's who Garrett's going to choose
1: Yeah, for. He, he says he's a Minnesota Vikings fan. Alex Goose says he's a Minnesota Vikings fan. I tend to lean more on Alex Goose's yeah. fandom than, yeah. than Garrett Harvey's, and uh, Ben Cochran's a, a Falcons fan, and, and Brayden DeVries leans that way as well, but... I I okay. think there I think there's a lot of front runners in yeah. our office as well. Yeah. So uh Evan Jeffrey is a Detroit Lions
0: fan <laughs> for some reason. Um
1: Yeah, maybe because the the situation to the border. Yeah, but he's he,
0: from around that area, I guess. But
1: he's from Waterdown, so technically he should be a Bills fan. I should be a Bills <laughs> fan technically too. So it's, uh, yeah, our office is, is kind it's of. It's a s- little
0: little wacky. Yeah. yeah. But uh, football season is, is coming up, so everyone's excited for that. Of course, um, our season starts uh, in October, uh, October 14th. Uh, Belleville will open the season in Hershey against the Bears. And then the following week, October 21st, our home opener presented by CAA. And uh, that'll be against the Laval Rocket after playing uh, in uh, Hershey and then Lehigh Valley first. Uh, So there'll be a couple games on the road. The guys should have their legs by the time they're uh, back from that season opening road trip and a, a week of practice. And then we're really looking forward to seeing everybody on October 21st, uh, it is, uh, as mentioned, the home opener by uh, presented by CAA. We'll have the red carpet arrivals, the Fan Fest, um, some giveaways courtesy of CAA, of course, on opening night. And uh, more information on that and all of our promos throughout the course of the season uh, set to uh, hit your inboxes likely early next week, if not late this week. Um, we have 36 home games. There are more than 30 promo nights on our calendar this year. Uh, there is going to be... Something other than the hockey game going on every single night here, and uh, man, we're pumped for it.
1: Yeah, and it's out—it's outstanding. We were in a meeting today, going through each uh, each night and uh, the, the special things that are going to come this season, and it's outstanding when when you look at the way that the the front office staff is being able to kind of blend and marriage the the hockey, which I know everyone's excited for, but also the pageantry of it and the special nights and. Yeah. Um the jerseys, I know you've been working on those as well, the, the specialty jerseys. So there's something for everyone, right? You want to come with some friends from work or some friends from the community, your family. There, there's going to be something to draw everyone into this arena this season. And um, I know everyone in the office is doing their best to, to sell those tickets and uh, get these nights uh, to go off without any uh, hitch.
0: And, and our office back to full strength now for the first time since uh, pre-COVID. And that only bodes well for... Uh, the planning and the preparation, and, um, and you know, as Jim kind of said, for the servicing of our of our clients, of our customers, of our fans, um, we we have more hands than we've ever had, and uh, it's going to allow us to hopefully do a lot of exciting things this year, and uh, you know, give you, like we say, more than uh, more reasons than just a hockey game to come out and and spend your time here at, at CAA Arena. The the rink, uh, without giving anything away, is going to look different. We'll yeah. leave it like, it, it's going to look different, and we'll leave it at that. You'll have to come by to see.
1: Yeah, and uh, I know the the planning that's gone into that has is, is been outstanding as well, and uh, Ben Cochran and Alex Smith doing a lot of that kind of pre-planning right now. And um, Yeah, I, I will leave it at that, but the, some of the mock-ups I've seen are just tremendous and uh, I know there's going to be a lot more color and a lot more life to this rink this coming season.
0: Yeah, we'll uh, we'll leave the little tease right there. That's just about perfect. Um, and we'll remind you that uh, single-game tickets not yet on sale, probably a few weeks before they go on sale, but the schedule's out. If you have a game uh, or an opponent in mind that you want to see, head to uh, bellevillesens.com, check the schedule, pick a game or two, and if you want to either, or three, or four, or five, if you uh, want to get a flex pack, or a season seat membership, or put a deposit down for a group night for any game this coming season, you can do that now. Send an email to tickets at BellevilleSense.com. Tickets at BellevilleSense.com. That's probably the best uh, way to uh, get that information to you as uh, quickly and efficiently as possible. Uh, final words or thoughts this week, Joel?
1: Good to be back. And yeah. uh, last last week's episode was great with with Brock and uh, new Braden. Uh, we got two brains in the office, and hearing his story of how he's come come to the office was outstanding. So uh, good to be back in the seat, but uh, really uh, excited to. To see what you and Brock were able to do last week as well.
0: Uh, Good to have you back as well. And uh, good to have everyone listening. Uh, Again, one more reminder to subscribe to the show. Toss us a rating and a review. Uh, Thanks again to Angus Cruikshank and Jim Sato. And uh, we'll talk to you next week on the Belleville Sins Podcast on the Belleville Sins Entertainment Network.